Whack Matters is brought to you by Audible.com. If you go to audibletrial.com slash whackmatters, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial where you can test out Audible's awesome audiobook monthly subscription service. Make sure to go to audibletrial.com slash whackmatters. Hey, thank you for joining us for episode five of Whack Tracks, talking about Channel Zero Season 2, Episode 5, called The Damage. My name is Michael, and I'm here with my normal co-host, starting with you. Mac. Mark. Matt. And um, we're going to do the thing we normally do, where we read through and talk about the uh, synopsis of this episode called The Damage. Real quick, I'm just getting. I want to get a room feel before I start this. How you feeling right now about the show? So I think I ended it yes last week on a light three. This is now a uh, two, and, and I'm giving. I would like to give it a one, but I want to have room to go down. <laughs> just just in case. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A similar feelings across the room. I- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. All right, let's just get into the summary then, and then it will jog well, your memory. I, I'm it's going. For, oh. I'm down to one. I'm, I'm oh, leader. you're already there. You've already I, yeah. hit rock bottom. I, I like when we started the show. You said you didn't think you could give anything below a five, and we proved that wrong. <laughs> well, no, I'm. I meant in the sense that like the the first episode felt like bad, but not noticeably bad like the kind of thing that i would just ignore that's that's where i'm gonna hand out a that's, five that's a good five yeah this this is this is actively painful to watch right because we've gotten to well i'm sorry i got things to say okay we okay. can read let's let's <laughs> let's get here first paragraph so we read through the summaries so in case you weren't able to watch the show um listen to the previous episodes to to get caught up and here we go it's hard to imagine how life is going to go on for Jules and Margot now that they've made it out of the no-end house. Jules decides to stay with Margot because, after all, she has no memory of what her family looks like. That's a, that's a reason to stay at a, stay at a friend's house. <laughs> Forever? We, well, hey, we live together now because I don't know what mom looks like anymore. <laughs> you know, I used to know some people that did drugs. But they never had that exact problem. Yeah, but does she remember that she even had a mom? Yes. yes. Well, she remembers the the, the outline of her. Yeah, she remembers the pink blot, the ink blot. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe she should have just had her friend come over with her and be like, "Oh, hey, Jules's mom." And that way, then you boom, I know that's mom. Boom, or I know just, that's sister. Or maybe you just assume that the older woman in the house is your mom. <laughs> you know the the older one smoking pot. That's your mom. Well, she forgot she smoked pot probably. No, because he ate the memory of mom, not the memory of weed. Oh, sorry. This actually so, so so she should still see the joint not blotted out in the, the ink splotches. This explains she, it. In her memories, her family is all just blue blobs. Sim goes for Margot. Actually, when her dad took and ate her memory of her mother, Margot lost the ability to see her in her head. The house took it all. When they got home, Margot gets a call from her mother and learns the truth about her dad's death. She already knew the truth about her dad's. No, death. she knew the death was a suicide, but what she didn't know was that he oh. did it for the insurance money. <laughs> Right. Yep, the mayonnaise factory pays off big time. Margot is torn. Her father is a ghoul, but he died trying to save the family. And it turns out Margot's dad has followed them it's, out of the Noah house hey, and is now creeping hey, through the neighborhood. Hey, hey I want to do a correction of this. It's not her dad. Not her father. It's not her father following them out of the house. No, that's not what that is. 
You don't know that. I do know that. That's not I, what it is. I can tell you something. Margot thinks she hears her dad, but he's pretty no. good at hiding. <laughs> he was an expert hider. That's what it says. He's pretty good at hiding. Because remember, he was hiding behind the shed that one time? Right around the corner of the shed is about the perfect hiding He also spot. was hiding in the, in the weeping willow, watching those children. <laughs> For virtually Slightly no less effective. <laughs> if he had a rain, he just needed a raincoat. I'm a fairly fat dude. I could hide in a weeping willow probably, right? You're going to have to explain the raincoat reference. What do, t- what do peeping toms usually have? Perverts. Honestly, I don't know. They, they wear raincoats. <laughs> do peeping toms flash people? Is that a thing? I don't want to know. <laughs> Exhausted, Margot and Jules have a heart-to-heart where Jules confesses to see what she's... Hold on. Jules confesses to what she's been afraid of saying. That... What? <laughs> Exhausted, Margot and Jules have a heart-to-heart where Jules confesses to what she's been afraid of saying, that Margot's dad dying overwhelmed her. Margot's sadness was too much for Jules at the time, but now they've been through this together, Jules promises she'll always be at Margot's side. After they take a quick nap... Literally a quick nap. It lasted maybe six seconds. You watched the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. Jules hears a noise and is suddenly accosted by... Seth. Seth! He came out of the house too. Jules tries to fight him off, but then he tells her that it that it turns out Margot's dad is inside the house. So I talked about this a little bit earlier. He knows the dad's inside the house, and Seth clearly has a thing for Margot by them hooking up. Why he wasted his time attacking and then silencing Jules while the dad starts to eat the dog memory. Makes zero sense. Why didn't he just go find a candlestick and just attack the dad right away before he started eating the memory at all? See, that sentence makes me wonder why I wasted time watching the show. (laughs) So this episode has... So this episode has one of my major pet peeves when I watch any show. Is it it, it bad TV? Well, no, is is one of my almost unforgivables, and that is when a character eats a dog. No, <laughs> no, when I usually like that, which is when weird. a character acts in a way that is solely and utterly plot driven. Oh, in other I, words, I they, agree. They cre- they make stupid decisions because the plot needs, needs them, them to, to be somewhere or to be stuck in a situation, or they need to dr- they need to get these characters from point A to point B and get them together. So you have really bad decisions get made. Like, and you know, like you were pointing out, it was like, there are so many things they could have done to deal with this fake dad, but they don't. They don't even attempt. They anything. make no nope. real attempt. Standing nope. next to an open door. She doesn't try to run right. through it. You are lying. <laughs> they tried to poison him with the allergy medication. They, they picked ah. literally the worst way they could. <laughs> Hold on. I don't want to get ahead of this. Right. Sure. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. My bad. I did that. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it's actually here. After Jules and Seth saved Margot from losing too many more memories. Margot demands one more memory. Yeah, just the dog. Margot demands so her father go to the basement and wait while they figure this out. Seth reminds Jules she that this house... Hold on. She then cuts herself for virtually no reason? Yeah, it does skip over the part where she only got her dad to go to the basement by trying threatening to cut her own self off <laughs> from the world. Margot demands... So, go ahead. So, okay. So, was that like a threat like, hey, I'll die 
and then you can't have any more memories? Or was that a threat like, you're my dad, kind of, so sometimes you act like you care about me? I guessed it was the pr- the prior. She should have just held her breath. That's what daughters do. My daughter hasn't or picked like, that one up yet, thank goodness. What about all of the other ways you can hurt yourself with scissors that are more effective for killing yourself? Well, she wanted to not kill herself, I think, well, was they, the end they goal. are less effective for TV shows with this amount of budget. Fair. Right. I mean, if she just pl- plunged them into her throat, there, there really is no coming back from that. Right. But, like, also, like, I'm saying, like, the dad could have been like, hey, you you can bleed a while doing that. Like, I could do, I could beat up your friends and overpower you in the amount of time if you just keep going like that. Like, it's just one of the poor decisions that I, it, it, it's, it's a, that it's was, like the worst possible Mexican standoff. But that was, <laughs> but that was in character for the character. She's so stupid. That it made uh, sense that she would do something like that. That's fair. So am I Margo su- has done nothing but prove that she's kind of a big dumbo. So am I supposed to believe that Margo, the character, is an idiot? Is that part of this? I show? feel like you have to even to even watch the show. You have to make that assumption by this that, point, dude. That's not true. I watched these. All, I watched a lot of reviews of this show on YouTube, and they all talked about how Margo was a great female lead who was really cool and compelling. I don't that's, understand that. Yeah, that's not a joke either. We're missing something. Yeah, we're missing a cool, compelling female lead. Are you, are you telling me that I am out of sync with YouTube? It's possible. <laughs> Seth reminds Jules that the house isn't all bad, and the only way to solve the problem is hey, for Marco hey, to lead them back to the Noah hey, house. Hey, yeah. do you want to know a weird thing about what you just said? What? Wrong. It is, it is all bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not all bad. What is it that he thinks is not all bad about it? I... I did not. He lives there, remember? Well, he... well, that's true. I guess once you live in a place for a while, you just kind of. Oh, we live in Nebraska you find for things goodness to sake. Like about it. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. it's like the thing people say about Gotham. They're like, yeah, if you just become, because like, why would you live in Gotham? Well, if it happens every other day, you kind of just get used to it. I mean, that well, makes sense if you're born there, maybe. But why would you move to it? Gotta save the city. Uh, maybe he was born there. We don't know. Oh, was he born in the house? That explains why he's an orphan, maybe. Hey, Michael, huh? do they explain anything more about Seth? Uh-huh. A little bit. Hey, Michael, is it good? <laughs> uh, good is... There's a relative diff- different types of good. <laughs> Good's a relative term. Margot has another plan. She's going to have to kill him the way he died in the first place with his prescription medicine. No, he's not going to have to do that. There's a he lot has of to. other... No, he has to! There's a lot of other ways he could die. That's the only way! <laughs> she can take the pair of scissors and cut him a bunch of times. Yeah, she could have stabbed him with the Go. scissors? Oh, no, Dylan well, no, 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 that. she wouldn't have stabbed him with the scissors. She would have just cut him a bunch of times. They could have hit him a lot more times with a candlestick. They could have driven the car through him. They could have done so many you other guys things. are all being extremely incompetent. No, no, they could have carried him up to the roof and, and, and him tossed him into the pool. This is on the sci-fi website. It says she's going to have to kill him the way he died in the first place. She has to. Why? Yeah, well, no, she no, read the script. Because it says so. Oh, she read the script. Yeah, the script. No. So, you know you know the way he died the so, first... Yeah, in the, the, in the, the subtext, he... it said his superpower is he can only be killed by the way his doppelganger committed suicide. <laughs> well, yeah. Well you, well, you know exactly the way that he so died... So, wouldn't the... they have to convince him to commit suicide? No, no the way he died the first That's time, true. eating eating a dog that was laced with the thing he was allergic <laughs> to, just like just like the first time, Well, right? that, that is how he got the uh, the medicine to himself. That's why it didn't yeah. work. Or, yeah, because that's they what... didn't actually convince him he wanted to kill himself. That's why it didn't work. 
So. You're probably right. <laughs> I... It's it's like they make their decisions knowing that they live in a TV reality. Hey, I have a question for you guys. Do you want to just start making stories and putting them on TV shows and stuff? It clearly can't be that hard. Yeah, I, I feel like every pitch I submitted to let me pitch this to you was light years better than this. Yeah, do you have characters doing really dumb stuff well, for the sake of plot? Well, I try to because that's what I know from popular television it works on cw oh. Oh, well, okay that's fair. <laughs> yeah i mean arrow has like seven seasons dude so there's a show um blacklist right? yeah I i've heard of it uh, and it's got um i can't think of his name now i know you're talking about uh the guy who voiced ultron right oh. the guy from the office yeah yeah uh, california uh, james robert spader james spader. right that's right robert california um but he he's the like the heart and the brains of that show um and there was a point, like somewhere in the first or second season, where I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep watching because you had this crack squad of FBI agents who always made the dumbest possible decisions in any given scenario. But he is so charming, and his character is like written well enough, and things that kind of surround him are good enough. Where I'm like, yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep watching. And they've kind of moved away from like the um, the regular uh, FBI has to investigate something happens. Uh, FBI's agents make dumb decisions. They've kind of kind of reworked the show, so it's, he's in it a lot more, making more decisions. So it, it works. But I almost gave up on the show because of that. Because like here is these are supposed to be the smartest FBI agents, and they're they're dumb. Like my kid was pointing stuff out. Like, well, why are they doing that? Why wouldn't they go? just kind of like walk around the corner there and they could solve the problem. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know that's, <laughs> that's a good question. That's a good question. My, my nine-year-old. <laughs> are you saying this is a good blacklist? Uh, no. Are you, you saying the people here are dumber than FBI agents? Well, that yeah. I'm saying there's nothing... That kind of thing can be forgiven if you have something else to kind of rest on. Like right? a, so, if you like have Margo. characters, if you have characters who do odd things, like well, I don't know if they should do that, but you have other other charming elements of the show, but this doesn't have that. It's yeah. like it revolves around characters making, doing dumb things. Yeah, it it really does. Like, you could make arguments like suspension of disbelief type stuff. Like, someone would notice that the house is there in the neighborhood where it wasn't before, and I'm I'm fine letting that go. But. <laughs> And you see people that don't run when there's an when they're trying to get away. Yeah, you gotta you gotta throw yeah. it's it's like one of those you gotta throw me a bone every now and then. We're, like we're you're, you're you're asking a lot from me. So if you could just have anybody do anything that makes sense sometimes to kind of make me go like okay 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 let's, let's build up to that. So basically, they try to kill him with his medicine. Meanwhile, Jules gets a text from the orb. The house is serious. <laughs> and she knows she has to confront her memories, so she leaves Margot and Seth behind alone to do the deed. They crush up the pills, put it in those weird memory beads that came out of Margot's memories, the dog. Dad eats those right up and then starts choking. Nom nom nom. He suffers through dying again, and Margot is super upset. Worse, Margot's mom comes home just as they're going to drag the body back to the no-end house. If that weren't bad enough, bad enough. So they had planned on dragging that body down the street. Every day no when you're house. walking down the street. Well, <laughs> Did well, they see, not think someone would have seen that? <laughs> no, see, 
See, it was yeah, Seth's like Seth's idea. Are... Seth was too was too is too used to remembering the no hand no hand house where nobody cares about that kind of thing. The cop drives up and he says, "What are you guys doing?" And they're like, "It's okay. He's not real. He's not, <laughs> yeah, trust trust me. He's not real. He's he did he's it, a perpetrator he, of insurance fraud, sir. I'm taking care of he it. He eats my memories, officer. He eats my memories. He did it to himself. So, if that weren't bad enough, Margot's dad wakes up again. He attacks them all, knocking Margot's mom unconscious and tossing Seth down the stairs. Margot has to hide. A generous term. Sure. Margot has to hide as he down chases her. Also a generous term. So yeah, this is what you're talking about. It says Margot has to hide as he chases her around the kitchen. And by chases her around the kitchen, we mean that he moves extremely slowly and she hides and doesn't move. Well, also, they were right next to a door. Don't they mean she barricaded herself in the kitchen? Because <laughs> <laughs> she was hiding under the counter. Right. See, here, here's That's the right. first thing she did was somebody jumped on her, on him to stall so she could get away. She then ran away from an exit door to hide next to a different exit door. To chill for several seconds while he walked around, to then at the slowest speed I've ever seen anything, where she largely just wasn't moving for no reason, made a little bit of noise, waited for him to run over to her, <laughs> yes, she to made, then make more noise and made, move even slower. She made the noise before stopping and not move, like because she knew that opening the door would make noise. So yeah, so, so she, she opens the door. Makes the noise and, and instead of running out the door, just waits. Yeah, I mean he's basically blind, so she could have just walked out and still been okay. <laughs> she could have just hopped over the railing and he would. He's not just... a bat. It's not like you know. <laughs> and that was shown. Sonar. It was even shown that it wasn't sonar because when she first makes the noise, he moves and misses her. Yeah, because he runs past where she and is. He Maybe only he's... finds her because of the light that shined on his blind eyes. I could even give her that if they had established that she was, like, petrified or something. But she's just sitting there. She doesn't even look all that scared. <sighs> I hate the show. Seth, well, either the show's her act, dumb. Matt, either her acting is good or it isn't. I'm going to go with isn't. Okay. Seth tries to intervene and then Margot decides enough is enough. In order to save everyone, she agrees to go back to the Noend house with her pappy. Okay. Also, again, Seth did try to intervene, but like... He took a thumb to the forehead. Okay. But his <laughs> method his method for inter, for intervening <laughs> that, was... That makes it sound less dramatic than it was. His method for intervening the was... The dad put his thumb on his forehead and just tried to push right through. Was, you know this guy who's kind of overpowered me several times? I think I got him this time. Like, he didn't surprise attack him. He didn't hit him with anything over the head. He's like, oh, I took his hands off of his head and then I'm going to lose this fight again. Because I've lost it every time that has happened, so, actually. The last paragraph of this summary actually kind of shows the same plot hole we saw when we were watching the show. It says, Jules is unable to go back to her family, so she rushes back to Margot's house. Now, if you remember, she got a text from the egg, so she decided to go to the house. But this summary says she couldn't go back to her family, so she goes back to Margot's house. So for all intents and purposes, she got a text from the house, leaves the house just for plot, and then comes back to realize that Margot's gone. Only to realize they've all gone back. She rushes to no one's house, but it's too late. The house is gone. So Margot literally, or sorry, Jules only leaves the house so that she's not around to help the whole process. She got a text from the egg, leaves, then comes immediately back. Also, this synopsis, the synopsis, synopsis. Yeah, what you said. 
um, says that she left to go face her memories, like to go face her family, even though she couldn't remember them. She leaves, sees them, and immediately turns tails and like, oh man, can't hack this. I thought she was going to the house. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. That, that's what the egg text implies. Yeah, but no, because not according to this thing. She last left time, to go face her family. Last time I got a text from an egg, I wanted to go to a house. The no-end house. If I ever get a text from an egg, I'm going to let you guys know. I got to run to the end of your block? Yeah, I don't know about the other seasons, but this season, is just, this is just awful. Um, I mean, it really, really, and, and we're at the climactic moments here. Right? This is the penultimate episode. Right, we're at the climactic moments, and I don't, I don't feel, feel anything, anything. Any, except for movie distaste. Yeah, and it's and it, and it really revolves around character decisions. I mean, because it's like you deflate any tension when you're like, you know, you could just move. Like literally move. I have, I have a question. And that would solve your problem. I have a question. Did you guys remember that this is supposed to be a horror show? I am horrified. Did it, <laughs> this, did this, so, this is suppo- so, this like, stopped being scary in episode two. Well, okay. To be fair to the show, it. I don't care. We could be watching The Exorcist or the scariest show movie ever created. If we're going to sit here and make fun of it, it's. I'm not going to find it scary. I watched the show trying, true. but. I'm watching the show and I can at least, you know, if it's a, a well-made piece of art, right? You can at least, get, if we were sitting here, we could still get what they were going for. Um, if you have a craftsman at the helm, but since we don't have a craftsman at the helm and you have a lady just standing there with the door open, but she doesn't want to move because she's afraid to make a noise. You know, you just throw your hands up and go, what, what the, like, <laughs> The guy who made the room could have made it as equal quality, I think, of a, of an episode. The um, <laughs> yes, I I want to see him remake this. Our definition, Tommy Wiseau. Our definition right, on life's what you rate it of a two out of ten is bad diarrhea, where it's not good, but at but, least it's getting out of. But it. at least it's out of your body. <laughs> Does that fit this this show? What what was your definition for a one again? Uh, it the world would be better without it. The world would be better without it. Have you had fun at least making the commentary track? Oh, I give the commentary yeah. much more than a than a one out of ten. Yeah, it's actually it's actually it feels like work now watching it because it's like there's nowhere there's one episode left. There's I mean they're not gonna obviously. It's not going to get better. So, Matt, why are you making such fun of my favorite I have show? a question for you. And Michael usually asks this, but I don't know if he's going to get there. If you ended episode five, would you jump into six? If you if you watched all the way through this show, would you be like, should probably finish it. It's just one more, if not for this podcast. No. 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 And, and <laughs> no. That, that actually, um, I would feel like there was closure. Right? Because... If you're looking at it for like an, just like an, an, an extended episode of Twilight Zone, like something similar to that, that's, that's what this kind of strikes me as. I mean, just not, I mean, not done with the same kind but of skill. Because Twilight Zone is awesome. Right. But, and when he comes out of the building, that's enough because I can fill in the gaps. Like what I can think of is actually 
scarier than what they're giving me. Oh, absolutely. Right. So to me, that's like, oh my word, the cannibal got out, right? He, you really shouldn't have been able to get out. I mean, you just, you think by the rules of the universe that that's where it is. Cause why wouldn't they already be out? Um, but when he gets out, it's like, okay, that's kind of creepy. Right. If you look at it from a Twilight Zone I perspective, like, you just end it right there. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, in the original creepypasta. That's the, a full meal right there. The These, Twilight Zone <laughs> moment is is literally when they find out they're still in the house when they think they're out. That's also the actual a good place to end it. When they when they think that they're out and they open up the door or whatever and it says that number six or whatever. That's basically well, the, the, the short story is slightly different. In the short story, there's supposed to be nine rooms. And then he goes okay. back home, and his 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 door says number ten because it's the no end house. That's the actual ending. Okay, yeah, from a Twilight Zone kind of show. It's a great ending. That is, that is another good place to end it. Well, don't you like the part where it ends where so they all go this back other in stuff though? is basically fabricated? Yeah. So yeah, if this show would have if if this would have been episode one and then then it's over, it would have been a far better show than it is right now. Technically speaking, rating wise, and, and, and that's what two Electric was the Dreams best, is. the best, uh, best Which rating we got. Which one? Two episode two. So, is yeah. that the one that ends with them eating the, the mom? Yep. That was also a better place to end it than this, even yeah. though it would have made no sense. Maybe they just didn't understand what they had, right? I mean, because if you look at um, Electric Dreams on Amazon Prime, which is an anthology show, mm-hmm. and um, Black Mirror. I forget what that's on, but it is on Netflix. Netflix, Netflix. Um, which is another anthology show. Each one is a self-contained episode, yes. right? I, I know they're trying to, and it seems like they had a good idea based on that short story, but they're like, we can't, we don't want to do a single episode. We got to do a whole season. Yeah. So what are we going to do? And they stretched it out over what? Six episodes, seven. Oh, are you so telling six me this, are you telling me this six episode mini series has too much filler in it? <laughs> uh, well when you don't yeah when you use a short story when you burn out we use all the material for the short story in the first episode yes yeah uh, agreed this this was not enough to sustain six episodes i mean that's why you get like um if you look at stephen king's the stuff that he wrote his short that stories got, that got turned into really good movies they are short stories or novelists they're not his they're not his big big books because it's like it's just the right amount of material for that time, that that time frame, and so I don't know. I You're just telling me the short. Story, I don't see how you get six hours. You don't think the short, short story, story that takes half hour to read is six hours worth of TV? <laughs> no. I, I wish you guys certainly would stop not me. in this case. I wish you guys would stop making fun of. Well, my I can't think TV of. Show. I'm trying to think of an example where that is the case, where you have a short story. Jumanji. That got turned into a series of movies. Right, because like some of my favorite movies are based on short stories, and actually some of them by Philip K. Dick. Since we're talking uh, Electric Dreams, but uh, like Total Recall is a short story, um, Blade Runner is a short story, right? And I don't think the the Blade Runner twenty forty nine was based on any additional material, but obviously somebody with passion sat down and right. And came well, they up had with a story thirty years movie. to write the sequel. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've never seen either of the right movies. Now. Well, what are you talking about? Blade Runner. Never seen it. What's it about? It's, it's about a, a guy that uh, Will smuggles Ferrell, razors across the border. Will Ferrell's an ice skater. <laughs> it's Blades of Glory. It's a good. Which, if you haven't, if you have not seen, you should see it. I was totally picturing Will Smith, but uh, that's, that'd be a different movie. Will, Will, Will Smith Ferrell, is an Will ice Ferrell skater. and John Heater skate to nothing but My House by the Black Eyed Peas. I mean, I think you just got to understand 
what you can get out of your material. And, you know, this it's either a movie, like an hour and a half long movie, 90-minute movie, or, you know... A six-episode a six, a six season of TV yeah. show. Or a six-episode season of a TV show. And that's maybe, and I mean, that's one reason why these people never talk. <laughs> we, like we don't have material. We have to have six episodes. That what we, that's what we promised. This so we show, just have people stand around and not talk. You make it so much fun of the show. It has a seven point two out of ten on IMDb. Well, I think some people have confu- have have gotten confused about it's, what. I don't believe those are real people at this point. I think it's a bot. They somebody wrote a bot. Is there a way? That we can go in, like, a place we can rate this show poorly, so it's not just, like, killing it. Whackmatters.com. Yeah, you should do this one on uh, Lice What You Rate It. Bad. <laughs> but no, like, I'm saying, like, is there, like, a, an online thing I can go and rate this that will plug you, into the IMDb algorithm? Yeah, so it's well, you can sitting... write user reviews on IMDb. Yeah, I'm going to say it's bad. Well, I want to say if, that it's bad. What do I have to do to become press? For IMDb, like, or for like Rotten Tomatoes, I want to be an outlet that can like be press now. Can can you just like uh, show them your website and that you produce content? So now you're. Uh... I don't know how. It I works. think they have to. They have to. They have to validate you somehow. They validate you, and you get basically, you get uh, accepted as a critic. And so when you write, you show up on the critic side. See, here's the thing. I think that that should happen because I don't know if you read the other critic reviews that are on there for the show, but I think I could probably get that spot. Why are they are they glowing reviews? Yes, it has a hundred percent critic score this season. Yes. Okay, I'm I'm using my fancy computer that I have in my hand. All right, go ahead and read everywhere. segments. We did that in the first episode, but I want to hear I want to hear what you find. <laughs> See now, well, I don't wait on me. I feel like I'm living in in the house at this point. If it's letting what, no, what no, world do we live in? I'm great. I'm great. We live in a world where this is a great TV show, and you guys are making fun of my favorite show. This is seriously Trump's fault. It's got to be. This was before Trump was president. Nope, it's not true. It wasn't. Crap. Is this the same year that Trump was elected? Thanks, because Donald. No, it was the year after. Sense. It was the year after. First the wall, like, now this show? This, this show probably exists because David Bowie and Prince both died, though. That's fair. That, that seems like a reasonable reaction. Somebody like somebody like Bowie's dead. We gotta kill art. If Labyrinth, <laughs> if Labyrinth is a ten, then this show is a two. If if Labyrinth is a three, this show is still a two. Okay, so here's one. Here's one comment. Um, no in-house does a great job of balancing grisly body horror with waves of utter dread. <laughs> Somehow, I'll give it that. Yeah, dr- and there's a lot a, of dr- a few generally heartfelt moments. Now, yeah, <laughs> see, I will say the heartfelt moments are probably undercut, undercut because of kind of the format we're that, taking that's here, fair. right? But the grisly body horror, no. Listen, I watched this and, and the waves of utter dread, no. I watched yes, this actually, show. I do dread watching this show sometimes. I watched this show in the optimal watching experience quiet you know trying to take it seriously there are no moments no. because because okay, the me, moments let me, of, hold on let me ask you something yeah give me some examples of horror movies that you think exemplify one of those three qualities that you've watched body it, horror no one of those three utter dread body horror or genuinely heartfelt moments uh, i'd give it two out of three at least in the and that's okay insidious has dread I, I haven't really watched a movie that I would say has a lot of body horror. 
Yeah, that's not really my thing. Yes, yeah, same. I mean, Science of the Lambs, about, I think, is full dr- of dread. What about dread? Now, Insidious goes off the rails in the third act, but I'll give you the first two acts. Anytime that a character is doing something, and, and we're assuming that the character is doing something that makes sense, unlike this show. Like Insidious, there's a lot of times when a character, like for instance, they do this thing in Insidious where a character will be doing something extremely slowly, but there's a crazy amount of tension built up and you don't want to see what happens. Like in this show, they try to do the same thing when they're like have a character slowly approaching a door because you think something's inside. That's not creepy and there's no tension built up in me but insidious when they go to check the attic the very first time nothing has happened that's scary yet and yet i don't want to see what's up in the attic already yeah that makes sense so a movie um descent okay and and so this is going to, i'm going to use as a comparison um, i'm not a horror aficionado but it's considered one of the greatest horrors ever made by horror aficionados and um it has all three of those it has body horror not like excessive body horror but it has body horror it has dread moments of dread and it has uh, truly heartfelt moments There's a couple of really good heartfelt moments in that movie now it also has a character who makes a really really stupid decision like anybody looking out looking in go that is a dumb decision i don't want to give it away because it is a good movie and i highly recommend it um but the other characters also acknowledge it as a really stupid thing to do. So that, right? that works. And in the context of the movie, the character making that stupid decision, her reasoning for making that decision, because there's a discussion on why she made that decision, you go, okay, that makes sense. It's still dumb, but from your character and what you were trying to go for, that makes sense. I so think there's none of that in here, and the, I don't know where this guy is getting that. So here's the thing, and I've read a lot of reviews for this show because I really am trying to understand what's wrong with my brain compared to these people's brain. And I think I think is, the answer is nothing's wrong with your brain and something's wrong with theirs. Well, this is what it comes down to. I think that the entire crux of this second part that we're seeing of the show here revolves around the fact that we are supposed to think that Margot has a connection to her fake monster dad as if it were her real dad and all of the quote-unquote emotional moments and and there's a little bit of a spoiler i guess we're going to see more of that she feels a connection to her fake dad because she is associating with her real dad that's why she had a hard time killing him that's why she didn't kill him the billions of times she could have that's why she didn't kill him in a good way that's why she yeah. didn't run away but from him okay, she wanted but, to get a caught. movie that does that right is Shaun of the Dead. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. That's... So his mom gets turned into a zombie, right? So she's, for all intents and purposes, not his mom in the same way that she, this guy is not her dad anymore. And you have an emotional, heartfelt moment when he blows her away, right? He doesn't, there's a small hesitation, but he knows he has to the do The Walking it. Dead has done this a billion times, at least in the video games that I've done, in the comics that I've read. Sure. I haven't seen the show. But like... It's done better so many other places. The problem is... She doesn't kill him. She. The problem is she She doesn't no, kill him. It's because, she, it's because she is dumb. <laughs> like, and, maybe, and, and maybe so maybe she's not a bad character as much as, like, she's just... She's dumb. Well, they want, single, they, they're like, no, she's, she's dumb. Like, the character we wrote was stupid, and she's making stupid decisions. That just... She doesn't under... Like, wait a second. He looks like my dad. I know he eats memories, and he eats... You know, pomegranate he, stuff, he, but he is memory. Maybe he, he is exactly. My dad. He is my memories rips people apart and tries to hurt all of my friends, but he looks like my dad. If my father was dead, and I knew he was dead, and then I went into a horror monster house where 
literally a manifestation of my memories creates a monster that looks like my father and I know he only exists to eat my memories. I don't even feel guilty shooting him no matter what he looks like because he's not my dad and I already know that. Yeah, yeah. See, the whole attachment that she has for him made sense back in episode two. In episode two, when she didn't know. And once you moved past that and, and he showed his true colors... I can't buy that she still has any major attachment. Like, maybe she would hesitate. Wait, wait, hold on. The acting isn't selling it for you? No, no. But that's the entire no. crux of this last episode, was she no. feels guilty about... Tra- and all the other characters are like, I don't think I wanna, we can I kill wanna see David. I want to see David Fincher redo this whole series, this Finch. whole season. David Lynch? <laughs> that would also work. No, the, direct, the director of Seven, Fight Club. Fight Club. I think David Lynch would Panic make room. this show really weird. <laughs> I'll just see David Lynch make this show. I, have I, I wouldn't mind seeing you, Bowl, redo this. I think his movies make more sense than this. <laughs> the basketball player? No, the one that makes the video game movies. No, they're like Blood Rain and UVA Bowl. <laughs> oh, I don't. Oh, UVA Bowl. How do you pronounce his name? That was terrible. Yeah, Blood Rain. <laughs> or, or that Jason Statham. Uh, Crank. Oh, in the name of the king. Crank. Yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, okay. That is worse than this. <laughs> I, will, I, I haven't actually seen it. I just assumed that, it had no, to be better. No, no. That is actually worse than this. Okay. This is only tangentially related because it's a video game movie. What's the room's thought on uh, Prince of Persia? I did not actually see it. The movie with yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal? Yep. Jake, yeah. I've only seen it once, but I remember thoroughly enjoying it. I thought it was fine. Oh, that was fine. fine. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay, we can be friends still. It's not the best movie. It's fine. All right. But I haven't seen, I haven't seen all of... Hall's movies, but I have not seen a movie of his that I haven't liked. Did you see the movie that was about... Um, I've not seen his cowboy movie. <laughs> no, the one where there was that c- c- captured prisoner. What's it called? The one where they... Rendition? Nope. Uh, he's a cop. And uh, there's, source code. And there's another oh, character that It's like a kidnaps. thriller. He, source code no 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 there's another big no, actor it's a thriller um it has the prisoners? guy prisoners no, pl- prisoners yeah, yeah. yeah prison just uh, I, like i said i've seen most of his movies just give me a second i'll get to it Pris- see- prisoners is it's it's De- denis velenview the same guy who did oh okay same guy who did arrival and blade runner 2049 it is a really good movie you like prisoners Oh, yeah. You didn't like Prisoners? I don't know how I feel about Prisoners. Watch it again. It's really good. I don't want to watch it no. again. See, here's the thing. But if Maybe the movie really... was awesome because it made me feel profoundly uncomfortable. Okay. Well, it's supposed to. <laughs> yes. It, I mean, it's dealing with an uncomfortable topic, but if you want to really get creeped out by Gyllenhaal, you got to watch uh, Nightcrawler. If, now, you, if really, you want to watch a movie where... If you really want to get creeped out by Gyllenhaal, you should watch his cowboy movie. No. <laughs> no, I mean, so th- the word creepy is used a lot to describe this, This un- unfortunately, to describe this. All right? Channel Zero. But if you want to see a truly creepy character, watch Nightcrawler. It's one of my favorite movies in the last 10 years. It's an amazing movie. Is it a Marvel movie? Night- no. No, 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 not no. It's J- not no, about okay, the so blue Jake, devil boy. Darn it. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal plays a character who he's um he gets into it's like set in the eighties and he gets into well no it's actually modern it looks like it's set in the eighties to some degree but it's it's not I, so I retract that but he gets into um uh, like a photojournalism where you want to be at the like crime scene you want to be the first guy at the crime scene. You want to be the first guy at the accident, right? He gets oh, into that word, trailer and, he's, for that. and he sells he sells his footage to a local uh, newscaster. But he is 
super creepy, right? Like, so he gets into his roles like method actor. He loses weight for it and he looks strung out, but he's not, but he's also really smart. The character. Um, I don't know if Jake Gyllenhaal is smart in real life, but he's a freaking genius. Yeah. But he's really smart, but he uses that intelligence for like, for evil, right? Because <laughs> he is not a nice guy, but he's the hero of the movie. Okay. So you get, you, it's a really good movie. I've, I've, every time I, I probably watch it a couple times a year right now. Huh. Since it's come out. I forget how old it is. I want to say it's like four or five years old. Anyway, uh, anybody else got some final, final comments on this? Yeah, I, I've enjoyed talking about other movies. Very much TV so. shows more than this because there, there really is no, there's nothing to talk about. There's no, I mean, I suppose if you wanted to get philosophical, you'd be like, well, what are the dreams? Why is it eating dreams? But I, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care enough <laughs> about the show to, to, to get into that kind of stuff. That hurts my feelings. Thank you for listening. Um, excited to hear uh, the finale next week. And uh, I don't know, I'll just cut it off here. Thanks for listening to the podcast that we produce here at wagmatters.com. Just in case you didn't know, we have a lot of different shows running right now. There's Life's What You Rate It, where me and my brother Mark rate everything on a scale from 1 to 10 that exists in the entire universe. Tune in, where Marcus and his friend Karsten talk about cartoons and their value for people of all ages. Of course, Whack Tracks, where me and a bunch of friends make commentary tracks for whatever shows or movies we might be into at the time. And our newest show on the network, The Music Matters, where my friend Trevor creates a discussion around all the matters relating to music. If you'd like to support the content we make here at WackMatters.com, please go to WackMatters.StoreMV.com and check out our merchandise section. We sell t-shirts right now, and there's more merchandise to come. Even if you don't want to buy a t-shirt, there is a donate button at WackMatters.com that you can use to support the content that we already make and to help fund creative ideas for the future. Additionally, this podcast is also brought to you by Audible.com. If you go to audibletrial.com slash whackmatters, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial with Audible.com where you get to listen to a free audiobook of your choosing and can continue subscribing for an awesome audiobook content subscription. Remember, that's audibletrial.com slash whackmatters. We love you all and hope you will continue checking out the content we make here at whackmatters.com. Have a great day.